Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is hundred, hundred, hundred. What episode? One hundred and five. I, you know what? I could restart this intro and re-record it, but that's not how we do it around here. We are unfiltered. So yeah, this is episode one hundred and five of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and today I'm delighted to be joined. I'm, st- I'm making a mess of this intro. I'm delighted to be joined by Jordan Stevens of Rizzle Kicks, and also does some music you'll hear about under Wild Hood. Great chat. Great episode. Great podcast. Um. At this point, I normally mention Speech of Element Records. Uh, we've got a lot of great new stuff on there. We've got the new cap on there at last that's been in high demand and everyone asking about. Um, that was, I wore it in the, in the No Wimpers video. It says in black stitching on a black hat, it says, we may not be for you. And then engraved in the upper side of the hat, in, in lever on the upper side of the peak, it says, and that's fine because the, the Speech of Element catchphrase is, or slogan is, we may not be for you, and that's fine. So yeah, they're cool caps. Check them out. They're at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. But what I want to push more is, number one, we've got Sage Francis and B. Dolan at the Edinburgh Fringe. You do not want to miss that. I can't stress this highly enough. I can't wait for it. I've 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 booked a day off in my, in my book tour to catch th- their show and to get some podcasts in. So yeah, I, I recommend you, ch- you check that out. And speaking of the book tour... The book tour, the tickets are going crazy. I'm so grateful to you a lot. Stanfley Opus sold out. Edinburgh, Liverpool and Brighton are all either sold out or very close to sold out. And Birmingham as well. Um, Manchester, Glasgow, Bristol and London have still got a few left. But again, they're all getting close to selling out. In fact, I might have heard that Bristol was sold out or almost sold out as well. But yeah, thank you all for coming along and and, and booking tickets typically i've had a few people say why aren't you coming here why aren't you coming there and i want to explain that a little bit because people don't know how these things work and that's that's absolutely fine um i'm driving this whole tour on my own it's me in a car going town to town to see as many of you as possible and basically i had 10 days spare so we've got nine different towns in 10 days i'm taking a one day off to record some podcasts because I'll be up at the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm hoping to get p- people like Limmy and anyone else who I can get um, while I'm up there. So it was th- things like, I'll give some examples. Some, some people ask, why aren't you doing any further than Edinburgh and Glasgow? Again, the fact is, if we go much further, you're going to have to add a, a, a travel day in. It's the same with Cornwall. You go much further down there, you're having to add a, a travel day in. And the same with Ireland as well, a travel day. And I didn't want to have any day where I'm not getting work done and, and and seeing as many of you as possible so that's why they weren't in but what i tried to do was pick places that people could could travel to so cornwall i know it's not ideal but bristol is quite a common one for people from cornwall to to get to it's got good tr- tr- train service in and out and again other than london edinburgh and glasgow which are the recorded one they're all finishing really early so like three four hours before the last train home so the hope is you'll be able to get to and from people asked about uh, wales and the fact is the reason i chose liverpool and birmingham was because they're accessible from cardiff and swansea um I had, I had one date left at the end and it was either cardiff or brighton and the fact is because cardiff is under an hour on the train from from bristol i figured right that's that's kind of that's accessible for some areas of South Wales, whereas Brighton then opens up Southampton and Portsmouth and all these other ones who can get to Brighton easily. So that's kind of the reason behind all that. I'm just explaining this. This is probably 
boring as hell, but I think it's it's good to ex- explain these things because people are often like, why aren't you coming here or why aren't you you coming there? Like Yorkshire was one that came up a few times. I think I mentioned that last week, and and Manchester is one that again it's it's finishing at a reasonable hour. It's kind of easy to get to from Leeds, from York, from a lot of these other places. So the hope is that I'm doing hundreds of miles of driving on this to see as many of you as possible. And the hope is that some of you, if I'm not coming to your town, you'll you'll make up that difference. It's similar with Sage and Dolan. They're doing a long run at the Edinburgh Fringe and then they've got a few dates in London and around the country before they head back to America. They're genuinely fitting as much in as they can while they're here so their hope again similarly is that if they're not coming to your town then hopefully you can go wow they're traveling thousands of miles to get near me so hopefully you can can make up the difference and go and catch them if you can't you can't it's no big drama i'm just i i i i I live and have lived all my life in a town called stanfordly hope and i've never had a gig and this isn't a gig it's a live podcast q a sign in depending on the on the different places I've never had a gig that has been less than an hour's journey either way um, to go to because whether it's into London or into Southend or into Romford or even down to Brighton, it's it's a minimum of an hour really or you need to allow that. So yeah, that's that. Anyway, onto this podcast. It was fantastic. We got really into it quick. We got into some deep, dark and heavy stuff quick. But, But Jordan's a great dude. I'm a big fan of him and he's big into his spoken word. He's big into his hip hop. He's He's got a, a lot of sides and angles that some people might not know if you just know him as 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 he describes it in the podcast, the mouthy one from from Rizzle Kicks. Um, but no, he's a he's a great dude. So I think you're going to in, enjoy this. A, a Rizzle Kicks fans obviously are going to enjoy it. But I think people who either haven't heard of Rizzle Kicks or don't think Rizzle Kicks are necessarily their cup of tea, I think you're going to be surprised by this kid. He's a he's a really nice dude. So um, yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Um, oh, I need to tell you about next week's. I'll be back at the end, obviously, but next week's podcast is the one I keep hyping to you with Tom Coles, who um, who's worked on all the music videos with me from introduction onwards. Um, and we decided that we wanted to do a little s- series, and it's a two-parter, the first part now, and the second part will be we're going to do it in autumn because we wanted to break it up because the, the, the drunk casts, it's engaging for episode after episode because we're getting drunk. On just me and Tom sitting down and going through how we made videos and break down each video at a time it's engaging for an hour and a bit and we need to keep sure i make sure we're up and still remembering the stories and, and, and buzzing so a gap made sense so yeah you'll ch- you'll want to check that out, out next week there's also a little shout out for an editor in there so but i'll get to that let's get on with this week's podcast i'm getting ahead of myself this is episode 105 of the distraction pieces podcast with jordan stevens This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Don't want to sn- sneak up on you and start recording without out warning. Hang on, am I? I might have. I've started recording. But I might have <laughs> left the reverb on. There we go. I've turned the reverb off now.
There we go. That was the start of the podcast. Me getting confused over the reverb. How you doing, man? I'm joined by Jordan Rizzlekick Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I never know how you just to just threw that in the middle to put your name. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was oh, at a time. <laughs> at a time, Jordan Rizzle Stevens did seem because Rizzle was the Rizzle part of Rizzle Kicks came from that being your yeah your nickname. Right? I was so. yeah Rizzle. Well, Rizzle Kicks was me as a person, and then yeah. with the addition of Harley, I tried to. To say neither of us are Rizzle Kicks, I'm Jordan, yeah, and he's Harley. But of course, the small, maybe Brighton and Brighton hip hop contingent that knew me as Rizzle before, yeah, couldn't we'll really let that go. It. Yeah, and then it just people just assumed maybe some people thought I was called Rizzle and he was called Kicks, which I yeah. completely understand. Uh, but that's happened in the past, I think, with duos. It's Ann just Deck. confusing, isn't it? <laughs> and Deck um, for for years, even Sunny now, and Cher. even now, people think I'm Dan Lasac. Are you not? Because me and Dan had his name first, but he's the producer. They assume uh, the Dan Lasak bit is the front person, and Dan will still get emails saying, Love like your the lyrics or this or whatever else your beard. Yeah, and he'll be yeah, like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. dude, cheers. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, yeah, but um, it's confusing. It's I have, our own thoughts for choosing like weird names and changing things a lot, though, right? Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I do embrace it. I, I, I added kicks to Rizzle because I thought Rizzle was a frankly quite a ridiculous name for a rapper like, I was like I can't be called I can't sound like I'm midway for a snoop sentence yeah, right? yeah. so I want to just add something you know with more of a kick I suppose but yeah. um, it feels like it should be like T-Rizzle or or, 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 yeah. or Rizzle B or something I mean as you said it doesn't something it's not else a complete name but, they, but, <laughs> fun, but funnily enough to say Jordan Rizzle Kick Stevens I actually <laughs> at one point I don't know what, it, what I don't know what happened, but I thought to myself, Facebook was actually a fantastic medium, and we, I know what it was. I, when I got Facebook, I put my name as uh, Stephen Crumble or something like that. Yeah. Like when I first got it, maybe I'm not sure I should say that. Can you still find me? Anyway, probably not. Um, and and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and like I thought it was great because you know we, when we were getting a lot of attention, not everyone could just add me. You get like loads of requests, and then you, it actually stops. Yeah. So if I did meet someone and I want to add them on Facebook, I couldn't. You've got yeah. so I changed my name to something that to that crumble, and then um, but then I started meeting people who I like who are like a bit famous as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd say to them like, "What are you on Facebook?" And then they'd be, give me their Facebook, which would be like some code name. Yeah, yeah. And I'd yeah. add them, but I never told them I was Mr. Crumble. So they're just confused. As so to I just never got any requests. Yeah, and so, it's that mysteriousness of 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 your like the first the first Hotmail account. Yeah, opened, always had like that a dumb, mini stupid throw. name. Mini throw was mine. <laughs> it's that embarrassment of, oh yeah, I'm this guy. Oh, all right. Well, you know what it led to as well, which is a silly, which is what's what's funny is I got frustrated with this and thought, actually, we've calmed down a bit now. We we haven't done the uh, <laughs> it's the second album. I'll stick my name back to what it was before. So I literally put my name on on Facebook as Jordan yeah. Rizzle Stevens, which yeah. is like, hello, I, I'm in Rizzle Kicks. Yeah. And then around that time, decided to ask anyone on Facebook if they had any hookups for acid brilliant and then when I got the phone call from my manager saying that <clears throat> the Daily Mail were going to do a story on 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 me asking anyone in London if they had acid it's not ideal is with it with a screenshot of Jordan Rizzle Stevens yeah. <laughs> there wasn't really any room for doubt it's, it's, it's not the perfect situation is it I mean I just it would there was literally no ground. To, I mean, I had my picture on my face and everything. It was yeah. I couldn't even say it was like a fan account. Like, it, was, it was so clearly I think me. it's a change, in, a change in world, though, because I think things like that as well... I can't remember... I, I know, I, I, it was on, on, on last week, in fact. I, no, the week before... A couple of weeks ago, I'm forgetting. Yeah. I had Colin Murray on, yeah. and he was saying how he had some 
press some stuff blow up in the press and he realised that it doesn't mean as much as it used to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's oh, more into quicker. Twitter and everything else now. Like, no one gives it... Like, if... I don't know if that story came out no, or was pushed. It, it did like, come out, it doesn't matter. But no one gives a... Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a changed world. That It's like... Oh, I always remember once when I was... Um, a, a lie was actually made up, but someone apparently was trying to sell a story of me sleeping with them on, on tour. Mm. Um, and someone notified Dan, I think, that a, a local paper, this story had tried to be sold. And I literally came back, I was like, but dude, I'm, I'm single... So mm. I don't know who it is because in that town there wasn't, you know, there's, it's, What's it's, the story? there's not a story there. But I was like, even if there was, single man in band has sex with single woman. Yeah. It's like, go ahead, mate, if you can make some money out of that. And particularly as I said, I'm nowhere near the level that you guys blew up. It's the same. Thing. Yeah, it's like, I don't think these stories are the stories that they were. Oh, mate, of course not. I mean, th- well, I think the worry with with the with the acid thing was, of course, like... I mean, be- your management have to worry. Kid. That's, it's just that's, the that's kids. The it's, just, it's just because when you're in a pop world, yeah. you're considered an influencer, which I'm sure, sure we're going to touch on in, during this interview. But yeah. like, uh, and like, I all I'd done is not put my status to... Um, it was still on public. I didn't mean for that to be. So it was it all locked off. It's default. Yeah. Now I've got it private. So it's only my friends. I just want to ask, you know, I was just like putting out there. Maybe I was joking. Who knows? But like the the point was, you know, it was an, a network that I considered, I had chosen Close everyone friends. I wanted to be yeah, friends. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But one one person commenting who's, then at that time, all their friends could see it. So it just spread. But yeah. the thing is, if fortunately that journalist actually was fine, but if they wanted to really kick up a fuss, yeah, their grounds would have been, you know, you know, child, kid, you know, kid pop star, like, yeah, like, and all that just, kind of does all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, obviously, they'll never know. But, but yeah, the, nowadays, there's so many stories you'd like to believe that it come and go. Yeah. You still get, you still get, like, Zayn Malik and that getting done for, for smoking a spliff on a, on a 1D tour bus, though. Like, people still get all funny about that stuff. It's like... It's, 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 it's crazy what a deal things can be and then how quickly they can stop being a deal, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that'll blow up for a minute. Yeah. And then a week, like it's the, it's it's it's. I mean, yeah, pop, it shouldn't really fucking pop's, matter. Pop's a great example of it. People have been ruined over stuff like cocaine, though, quite a lot. It 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 works in 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 all in all realms of pop at the moment, though, and it's the disposableness of of news of celebrity of everything. Mm. And a, a, the kind of the positive example of it is people like Beyonce and that, who mm. years ago would have a three month campaign to an album coming out. Yeah. Now they're like, here's the album. And for two, three weeks, it's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. Now already, everyone's moved on. Yeah, that was the biggest. That was huge. But that's that's the way it is. It's the same with that. If there's a drug scandal, that'll be huge on Twitter for a week. Yeah. And a week or two later, no one's. No really one cares. His attention no spans really are definitely. Care. Yeah. It's almost like a. We have a f- refresh in our minds. It's, but it, for good and for bad. Also, what the fuck, man? Like, Chris Brown still makes music. I was, you know was going to say, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly the one that, that came gonna, to mind. It's, it's like, it's, use, it's yeah. like, damn, it's... How? R. Kelly. Like that, How like, is R. Kelly making music? Mate, there was an, there's an amazing article online of all the different charges put it. against R. Kelly. By the guy it, who originally broke the story. It, yeah, it yeah. made me stop even playing him ironically in the club. Because the fact is, R. Kelly's made some bangers. But it was reading that, I was like... Damn no, this isn't even. It's and again, funny. I enjoyed um, his his in in the in the closet uh, his, his, his 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 rap opera thing that he yeah, made. And yeah. all that. hilarious, all hilarious. But again, I was like, no, I can't even. Yeah, I, dark undertones, just, man. The guy's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, again, everyone just moves on. The world keeps turning. But I mean, yeah, I think there's. I mean, there's cases on both sides, really, aren't there? Because I'm sure there's. 
Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot a lot of I think un, like uh, atrocities behind closed doors within yeah. pop that are just literally never really really spoken about if the if the if the machine's making money, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know what the yeah. thing is as well with R. Kelly and Chris Brown, I think those stories came out. I think equally in equal measure, there's a, I think there's a bunch of stories in American music that you don't even hear about. Yeah. The Kesha thing is disgusting. Like I like I think Dr. Luke. I don't know him. Right, but I was a I was like I was really fucking upset actually when I saw because of the the, because of like the the mind state that like we have been influenced as 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 um, like human beings growing up in media to first think well she's making a scene because even like even for like even for a second in my head even for a second in my head I go oh what Kesha you know that 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 pop star shame on her she's making huge songs with Doctor Luke. And then, you know, instantly, thank God from, you know, the people I've, in my life and people I've spoken to, I, you know, it kicks in the reality. Like, that's not actually, that's not funny at all. Even mm. if she's making that shit up, you're on her side from the off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That you've Dr. Luke that defense and, and the support. amount of hits that dude's made, man. If that was really taken into account, like, that he maybe would have tried to rape some of the women he's worked with. Yeah. It's like... It's, it's, it's horrendous and it's, it's, it's a weird thing in the music industry and it's... I mean, this is a weird angle to to go off on, and we will get <laughs> yeah, back yeah, yeah. to to, to stuff about you. But no, I, I think we should go into it. It's such a it's such a weird world because you look at all the Jimmy Savile stuff oh, yeah. as an example, hideous, horrendous, awful. At the same time, quite openly, I guarantee um, underage girls of their own volition mind were choosing right. to sleep with the stones with with rod stewart yeah, with whoever that, know, else it, it was that thing at, at that point yeah it was in songs of being of uh, of, of 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 underage girls and things like that it was it was it's kind of a spoken touchy. about and accepted thing yet you'll ignore that because at that point you know a 16 year old or a 15 year old or whatever getting to sleep with Mick Jagger. Again, I'm, I'm picking names out of a hay. These of aren't, there's course, no, there's no course, background to any of this, but just choosing an example, it'd be... I mean, my oh mum did sleep with Mick Jagger, but it's fine. She, <laughs> it's, she loved it. It'd be that excitement, you know, but it's weird how we, you can ignore it there, but it's turned around on, yeah, I don't no, know. It's, no, you're, it's, 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 I, I do it's think... A, it's a weird, it's, it's, it's a it's weird a, it's situation. Every, every one of these topics is like, yeah, it has to be dealt with extreme sensitivity. And, and yeah, with Savile, it's like... Thank God, you know the dude was, you know, had his name denounced, and he doesn't have any pride left, and that's yeah. what we can seek re- resolving. But yeah, true, you know, there there was a time, and there still is a time. Listen, dude, I've, I've like, I've crossed paths with, with girls, you know, on my little pop, um, what was what, 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 crusade, yeah. and I've I've looked at that and gone. <laughs> that's a potential lawsuit right there. Like that's I'm risky. just not. I need yeah, to walk man. away from this. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm situation, isn't it? And what was even what was interesting with 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 me is you know when we were on tour, I was like eighteen, so that would have been a really unfortunate situation because yeah. that's still rape. Yeah. If, if I if I messed around with a girl who's fifteen, and then a, a mum and dad found out, ever, yeah, hundred percent, it's my career over. It, it's a very strange world. But as we've again, if it's not been made completely clear, the the, the Kesha one was the perfect example. Was the 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 honest and focus needs to be on making sure the the the, 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 the proposed victim is yeah. being looked after, is being investigated. N- none of this kind of, as you said, that initial reaction of she's probably making a scene, uh, yeah, whatever else, that yeah, can yeah, be yeah, a natural yeah. reaction. That's not an acceptable reaction. Yeah. It has to be, right, it may just be um, a smoke screen. It may be this, it may be that, but we need to... 
check and make sure. Do you well, know I what think, I mean? I think what's interesting, as it's a segue back into more... <laughs> less intense conversation. Yeah, like, Jesus. ten minutes in, we're straight in. Bang, you know I what, like that's it. life, isn't it? It's got its ups and it's like very much it really is. On, a, on a very dramatic axis. Yeah. But I'm intrigued, I'll ask you, what is your, what's your perception of fame and how people perceive it? Um, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I, uh, it's tough. It's ever-changing. Um, I think it's getting b- b- bigger and bigger. The value of fame is going to drop hugely yeah. as we continue in life. Everyone is talking about 2016 being a big year for death. Of, for oh, death. my God. Yeah. It's like... It's just weird. It's... it's I would propose that it's not that weird. It's just it's, that no one else It's 50 or 60 years on from when fame blew up. So there's far more famous people. So I would say next year it's going to seem weird again. Next year it's going to seem weird because if you go You're back right, to the right. 40s or 50s, there weren't that many famous people as such. There were names in, in the show scene and things like that. That's right. The evolution of TV and, and radio and all that. And celebrity. It's generally the ele- evolution of celebrity started in the 60s and 70s. So it's natural that at this point, particularly with some of the lifestyles lived, we're going to have more people that were famous in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, as celebrity grew more and more. Therefore, the numbers are going to grow I'm in. of those who die. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a fascinating thing and it's a tough one because <coughs> I discussed that, and this is, uh, as well with, with Colin Murray, I think, but I hate the thing... There's a, a meme goes around a lot, and people s- send it to me because they perceive me as intelligent, which is vastly exaggerated. Wrong. It's wrong, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's so it's so overboard. But there's <laughs> there's a meme that just says, "Stop making stupid people famous," yeah. and I hate that because it's like, "Fuck you!" Mm. What, what has intelligence got to do with fame? Yeah. They're two different things. A C- Colin said that it should maybe be changed to "Stop making horrible people famous." I get that. That can be. I can get that if there's. There's some vicious and nasty people. He used Piers, or he didn't say his name, but he used Piers Morgan as an example. Or he implied Piers Morgan. And I get that, but I don't agree with stop making stupid people famous. Some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life were thick as shit. Yeah. And that's no, you know, I'm not just in an academic level or whatever else. They're not very bright, but they're lovely people and they deserve every bit of success that anyone else would deserve. And the fact is, you tend but to who's find... he talking to? Who's the meme talking to? It's, it's, it's just saying stop making the public people famous. It's saying that, yeah, it's saying X Factor, uh, Big Brother, all these kind of things. But again, the fact is, I oh, think no, the true... In- we're, about to go into, we're about to go into something real deep here. Oh, yeah. the true intellects out there aren't chasing fame. Do you know what I mean? The doctors yeah. and the scientists aren't sitting again, man, I wish I was famous. They're doing more important things. Fame isn't the priority... I actually think, it is to some of us. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> yeah, very true. And actually, if you were to isolate, because I, what I see in that meme is I hear reference to a very clear spike in a culture that is, is facilitating people who aren't exercising a skill. A I think of, that's what it is. A lot of reality TV stuff. Yeah, just you're, reality you're television. Towie, you're, you're, yeah, you're made in and that's breeding, kind of that's breeding. And then if you even want to bring in Piers Morgan... I mean, I'm sure he's educated in some respects, but yeah. I think he's just being given a platform to seem educated in a world where I think the standards are kind of dropped. Completely. But, but he's like, got a British accent. That's it, Again, yeah. it's we- I genuinely think that I've traded off that in America at points, where obviously there is some intellectual stuff in my lyrics, but particularly in America, they think it's way cleverer than it. Yeah, exactly. Like They've always had people like Sage Francis and Saul Williams, who, yeah, 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 in my yeah. opinion, are on a level of... Above yeah, me in intelligence. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they're, they're, and, but the fact that I've got a British accent makes a lot of people sit up and go, 
this is some deep shit. And this a beard. So and a beard. And a you beard. can't I'm ignore that. Out. I'm doubling out. But I think, what, what <laughs> I have to say, this does tie into something that's been playing on my mind quite a lot recently. And it's very interesting because it, it ties in, I say it's very interesting, self, I don't know if it is. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it ties in, it ties in both the, um, it ties in the, 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 what we were talking about before about famous people. And it ties in what we're talking about now with stupid people. Because I, I think what, what like, I feel like our world's going into is just the the consumer the the, the this idea of a consumer consumerism is really winning at yeah. the moment. It's really really winning, and people are connected to oh like a web of distraction and like and they're they're asleep, you know, and they're yeah. just asleep, they're just not paying any attention. And yeah, I and I think when you look at like Joey Essex who. By the way, it's genuinely stupid. Like I've met him, and again, it's not that I don't like him. Yeah, I've actually, I also think he's a bit of a knob as well. But like, he he could be, he could that. be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like he, well done, well yeah. done. Like they, they, he, someone, someone of his like outlook on life should yeah. never be given a platform that he's been given. But, but he has, has managed to smash it. I mean, so well I mean, done. I mean, you could look at Jordan, not you, yeah, Jordan, Katie Price, yeah. the other Jordan, um, Katie Jordan's Price, me, and and um, and. Jay Goody, and, and until she was revealed to be something of a vile character with some of her racism, again, yeah, 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 argument yeah. of that being upbringing and, and social circumstances, yeah, but yeah. you can look at both of them and go, right, they've come, you, you, you're you looking at, it's it's a similar, this is such a weird one that is bringing it down to immigration now, but it's a similar yeah. thing of that argument of people saying, these immigrants come into our country, can't even speak our language, stealing our jobs, it's like, if they can't speak our language and they're getting the job over you, yeah. and you need to up your fucking game. And yeah, if, exhausts, if Katie yeah, Price sure. is thick as shit, but she's ten times more He's successful than you, you need to up your game. You know, rather than being pissed off about yeah. it, say well, what you're just, doing. I just want to like what I'm trying to do. Take motivation from from it rather than hatred. Rather than go look at that stupid idiot succeeding where I haven't go. Yeah, wow. Look what that person can do. Yeah, imagine apathy. what I it's can apathy. do. Maybe you know, it's apathy. Yeah, it's it. I think our concern should be more with not turning into robotic psychopaths than yeah. than the reasons why. Because you know, like I, people really close to me, I love family. Watch Celebrity Love Island, yeah, or yeah. Love Island, or I don't know what other islands. The, yeah. the island, Any Bears Island, island Survivors Islands, island. yeah. like all those islands. Islands yeah. are in at the moment. They're really in. So they they watch them, and I, the things I understand, man, especially when my mum, my mum was a was a a therapist and a child counsellor for, for years and, and it's a stressful job. Yeah. You get home and people will say, or people, will, I know what 9 to 5 say, I want to switch off. I watch this because I want to switch off. Yeah. And they don't understand so, what they're saying. I'm saying, why? I'm just saying, why do you want to switch off? Like, you're, the, the, these people are on your television because you are happy to, real, to know that their lives are kind of nothing. Yeah. And that it validates your existence because other people are doing kind of not as much. And, and it's such a weird... It's a cycle, weird, isn't it? It's a, it's a weird mindset. Because by watching in that way, you're you're, you're then validating it. their life. Yeah. So the life that you're looking at as kind of invalid is if now those validated because you're watching. It's, so, it's no, it's mad because yeah. if those if those I've just, I mean I've just if those people in reality if made in Chelsea and Towie and that yeah. actually had a storyline that was like either like like genuinely quite depressing yeah or was like was was just a fo- just came with rejection and upset and death and all the things that one might experience. I'm not sure as many people will be watching it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and that's and that's what it is. It's that you're, you're it's suspending someone's reality, and like, or, or if one someone went and really achieved everything they wanted to do, and turned around to their mates and went, you know what, guys, you can keep doing your reality show, but there's actually more to life than this. And they go, yeah. what? There's there's more to life than 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 pre-rehearsed conversations, and, and oh, I didn't realise. You see, my concern for some reason with all that is that they're all being looked after as stupid as that sounds because mm. again if they're not the most forward thinking or intelligent they're being given a lot of limelight which brings a lot of money and a lot of attention really quick mm. they could lose that in a heartbeat and then again psychologically that's something that they have to deal with and that can be a very dangerous thing you yeah. see with fame all the time particularly as we've discussed rock and roll yeah. it's the it's a it's a killer of people because it can you can have those highs and then then those lows so For sure. the concern is that my i'm I'm in some way related to Frankie uh, Kokoza. Oh. Yeah, so he's like, it, it's he's not blood. He's, he's a he's a my cousin's cousin or something like that. It, it, it's a weird one, but yeah. the fact is, he blew up, and it, it wasn't stuff that I was into. I I'm not sure if I've if I've ever ever met him as a kid or whatever. It's not stuff I was into, but from what I was hearing. He was quite aware of how how limited the time was. Yeah, he was. So really he was aware. doing as much stuff to bring as much money in as possible. Yeah, he's yeah, partying. He's a kid. He's doing, he's doing whatever else. But he was kind of like, right, look, I did this. I'm out of it, but I can now do Celebrity Big Brother, and I can do this, and yeah, I can yeah, do yeah, these. The and he's, it, it, it was an awareness of this is going to be sh- short lived. Yeah. There's stuff I want to do. Then I want to make a career in music. I want to do this and that. But yeah, their careers that you've got a ninety percent chance of failing. So the fact is, and again, I, world, I, I respect that. If he's going, I'm, I'm aware of the limitations, whereas a lot of people won't have that that yeah. underlying level-headedness. Um, let's move things around a bit. I want to go back at some point to you starting off, but yeah. speaking of those switches and those changes, um, obviously you've made your name v- very much in the pop world. You've recently, um, kind of end of last year, a year, I think, was when I first started hearing rumblings of it. You've started doing your uh, a wild hood stuff, which yeah, is hood, yeah. is is very much the polar opposite of that. Almost yeah. the first the th- thing I thought when listening to it was like anyone who hates Rizzle Kicks yeah. is possible to like this, and, that, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's true. a weird one. It's not saying it's I think true. a lot of people who like Rizzle Kicks will like it. A lot yeah. of people who've never heard of Rizzle Kicks like it, but the kind of people who would look at Rizzle Kicks and go, "Ah, it's pop, it's bullshit, or whatever yeah, else," which again. We'll get round to that because it's something I don't agree with. You'll be pleased to know. Um, that'd be a weird interview otherwise. Um, <laughs> but the people who are thinking that, the Wild Hood stuff, I think will really a- appeal to them because it is, it's, yeah. it's that darker, it's not got that much of a pop sensibility to it and I mean that yeah, as, no. in a good way. Yeah, know, it's it's kind of, it's really, it's dark, it's slow paced, it's kind of more s- singing, more atmospheric. There was a little bit of ghost poet type feel to it for me and things like that. And quite, again, quite a grown up look on the videos and the, and the, and the styling, the darkness and moodiness. Yeah. So, so what was the kind of choice behind that? Was that a reaction to existing in a pop world for so long that you're suddenly like, ah, I I want to be, I want to be an artist that can post about acid and it's not a big deal. Do you know what I mean? All that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's just been really on my mind a lot of late. And, um, last night I had a dream about putting a rat and a, and a butterfly in a room together and leaving it there and kind of forgetting and then opening it. And then it's like, kind of like half rat, half butterfly flew out. I didn't know what to do about it. So I just trapped it in a car boot. Anyway, (laughs) um, 
it ended up starving, but it, it still was alive. And anyway, I, I remember trying to sell it to you know to Cecilia, my best yeah, friend. Yeah. I, I told her about it today, and she thinks it's some kind of metaphor for how I feel constantly with with in terms of my creativity and and a new reality that was birthed from you know childhood innocence. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think it was completely reactionary. I think one thing that um, one of the downsides to being super, really popular mm-hmm. is is that like you you then gain a kind of expectation and infrastructure yeah. that like is quite difficult to, um, to mess with. And I think yeah. as a person, I'm quite reactionary. Like even in, I love conversation and I love watching things and thinking things, but like I change my feelings and thoughts and opinions on things all the time. Like 100%. I can't like, so, so like I, I, one thing I thought last month will have developed. So it got a That's bit how weird. It should be in my opinion as well. That's a yeah, positive psyche to have. Be, yeah. Have strength and belief in your convictions, but don't be married to them enough to, to not be able to learn and develop. This That's is how the we idea. Yeah. As society. Especially as, as I'm, um, you know, I've got, I got the record deal at 18. We were famous by, so by 19. Yeah. yeah. So I was still forming my ideas anyway. And to add to that, I was a positive kid and like I was putting out happy hip hop records, which, you know, it's funny because your hip hop is kind of almost like hardly a, a, a genre that doesn't trust positivity, and for good reason. For yeah. good reason, because yeah. it's a voice of oppression and struggle. But I had an oppression and struggle, and my outlook on it was, you know, fuck it, let's have a good time. So we, we, we're doing that, but then like we're on the, then we jump onto this kind of cog, this wheel, this kind of thing, which is great. Gets me loads of money. Got a flat, you know. Give my mum some cash, my dad's cash, you know, whatever. Harley's done his thing, but then you know, then it's two three years and then i'm going like 21 20 21 22 and it's kind of like going yeah no i I definitely feel different about things now like i don't i don't (laughs) it's like you know what i mean like things are happening in my life like huge you know life-changing things personally for me have happened you know like deaths and and a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people won't ever hear about or ever see and it's like hey it's those guys who you know love trumpets and, and and dancing and i'm like yeah no i do love those things but um i also like i'm really upset about this and oh no but you know you guys are saying why don't you guys play twister why don't you guys go and play twister i'm like oh, but I'm, I'm reacting now to to something different because you know you know we, our government's changed and you know like our, our like um my life's changed my the girls in my life's changed the friends in my life have changed like things are constantly changing i've watched a film that's that's given me an epiphany and and it's like it's quite and nowadays i think we could have just put songs out but with Harley as well Harley has to share the same opinion as me you know like there's two people in it so yeah. anyway this all built up to a thing where after the second album which didn't do as well as the first but I'm still really proud of it yeah. um, after that came out I wanted to go straight onto the third and got stopped and it was the first time that my label had ever stopped me because they didn't believe in what I wanted to do which right. I, I can explain what I want to do because I actually think I was on the money but whatever yeah. I'm glad I stopped because I wouldn't have made Wilded but like and I was like, it hit me, man. You know, they were like, no, we're not doing that, right? So I was like, cool. So there was a little break and I just was mashed. I, I went into, you know, almost the cliche world we, we mentioned earlier. I was like, just doing these menial fucking, oh God, just barren things, you know? Yeah. And, and it was cu- killing me. It was killing me because I couldn't put my creativity anywhere. Yeah. And I, I, wrote a, I managed to write a script that I got, but anyway... So I turned around one day and was like, look, actually, I was like, guys, I'm taking two years. I'm taking a year and a half or two. We'll see. But like, this is the choice I'm faced with now. I either jump back on a cog, go on tour, do it all, hope for the best and possibly burn myself out by 26. Or I jump off, read, find out who actually likes me, you know, build myself as a human being and kind of come back at it when I feel ready. And in those two years, 
I started singing, you know, because yeah. a, a little email popped up from this guy, Tommy D, who's a producer behind <laughs> I'm Too Sexy, funny enough, when it was Classic. his first hit. Yeah, yeah. Then he did a lot of Catatonia. I did um, his, him and his wife, did all the strings for Kanye stuff. And he's just an amazing guy who, he, and he also produced my uncle, David McCalmont, um, uncle by admission, not by blood. But yeah. uh, so I've always known about him. And he just hit me up out of the blue cosmically. He went, do you fancy doing some writing? And I, I messaged him going, yeah, man, but I just come off this Rizzle Kicks vibe. And he went, Oh, yeah, cool. We'll just come in and see what happens. It doesn't really matter. And then it's wicked. I, just, I, I love the outlook, and in some ways, a, f- a forced reaction there. But I love that reaction. I always remember because again, there's you've got to have an awareness. And me and Dan saw a, a lot of this because yeah, of course, because when we were coming up, it was at the same time as Kate Nash and Adele and I remember, Jack Peniarte and a, a lot of these people. My music and, teacher played me your song. That's dope. I remember him, <laughs> Mr. Greville. He was a legend. He went. He stopped the lesson. Big sorry, up Mr. Greville. He stopped the lesson. Uh, because and he went, sorry guys, I know today we're supposed to be, um, you know, going over the chords to whatever, but like I've got to play this song, and then he, it was actually it was actually extra quickly music, nice. But he played that should always kill, and then he stopped that, and I was looking around my friends, one of my friends who's now producer at Six Music, so I don't Wicked. know, hello, yeah, uh, but like, and we were like, pretty awesome anyway. Carry on. I love it. No, yeah, mm. but, the, but that was it. We we're in with a lot of these people, and um, I think it was also at the time I, I remember because we were gigging. A fair bit with Hadouken as well, and there was all these people, and they all signed really big oh, deals yeah, to big Hadouken. big labels. And we kind of went along the route. We spoke to some some a load of the majors. We got some offers, and we went with an independent label. And that was choice. It could be right. It could be wrong. Blah blah blah. But one of the things that struck me down the line, and I've seen it with Kate Nash, a little bit with Paloma Faith, even who I've known oh, for yeah. years, I absolutely love. But there's been points where they've wanted to make a change. And they've then felt pressure from the label to not, yeah. which is an ugly thing. And from the outside, you're like, no, you should let the artist create. But then parallel, if you've taken a fuckload of money off someone, if, if Rizzle Kicks have taken a load of money because they're happy, cheery, positive pop music, yeah, it's tough for you to then turn around and go, I don't want to do that anymore. But what I like is the fact is you will develop as a human. So f- for me, the perfect choice is to go, right, I'll come back to Rizzle Kicks when I'm feeling yeah. what you need me to be again, if I'm feeling what you need to, me to be again. But yeah. I'm not going to force anything or kick off or r- r- ruin yeah. a relationship. I'm going to get my darker side out on a separate project. That was it. On a separate yeah. Yeah. creation. It's, it's similar when I did on my solo album in between like mine and Dan's records. was yeah. I needed to get that out, that, that heaviness and darkness. Yeah, and it, it's, it worked it's, out. It couldn't have worked better. You it know? was just, I think what, what's, what's mad is it's like... And I kind of enjoy it, but what with Wildhood, um, what I what I you know some of the songs are so different, but have some kind of I don't know what ties it together. I think because me, it's me, Tommy, and my dad. I've got to mention that my dad, yeah. he's, he's living the mine at the moment, legend. Um, and we just got this little vibe, and we just do literally whatever we want, and there's no agenda, and you can hear that, and that's what's Wicked. that honesty, and it's and it and it feels freeing, and maybe like a butterfly, but like it's the the. It sounds like the music I listened to growing up, right? Yeah. And it, my, I listened to some weird shit because my mum liked weird stuff, but it was almost like the weirder side of the popular stuff. So I listened to like a lot of Beck and then a lot of the the, the trip up generation, so like Sneaker Pimps, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sound, well, Soundgarden is more grungy, Nirvana, yeah. then but then Porter said Massive Attack. That's, that's like that literally it's, soundtracked my. It's funny all that comes across because there's points where it's so chilled, but then there is points where it gets a bit. Yeah, a bit and I, but I didn't mean bit. for that. I think it's just that's 
I don't know. It's like my go to, and yeah. and they can we can sense it in the room. But they also was sport was born from like I was getting I was getting held back because I was a rapper and then misunderstood by other rappers, which was yeah. like pissing me off. And yeah. then also I lost love with fucking rapping in, in in its entirety. When I was when I was recording Wildhood, I didn't rap once because I remember I was like. Um, you know, I was, I, I, and bear in mind, you got. To, I just want to mention to people that a lot along this journey in pop, people do treat you like you're an idiot. That's that's one of the things yeah. which is like a little frustrating, and it's fine because if I know myself, you smile and you you know what what respond what to respond to and what not to. But when you are, you know, like rabbit in headlights, and you kind of want to prove yourself on some level, it becomes like a little bit frustrating when someone's like, "Mate, I'm not a moron. Like, just don't assume I'm a moron because I made a song about mama's doing a hump." Like, I love, yeah. I love mum's. I love what of that give makes you think I'm a moron? Just yeah. other than maybe a format or structure or whatever. But anyway, yeah. um, but no, it, it was, it was, it was like this. Rap, someone played me um, Pusha T's last album I can't remember which one it was yeah. and I, listen let me get this straight Push T's a, a goddamn vet right this guy's yeah, like right. legit you know like and I loved him from the clips days um, of course yeah but I was in a, a time when I was <laughs> maybe looking to for you know whatever and someone played me this, and, a, and a beat comes in I'm like oh I've got a production on Push T stuff sick yeah. and he starts spitting I'm like mm, mm. and it's like yeah yeah bad bitch and I'm a bad bitch and I'm like uh, yeah, no, nah, but he's gonna come and it's like, like a bad bitch. No, 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 fuck now. Nah. Yeah. And then I just put my head and I was like, what? Why is this cool? Like, I understand, like, what? At what point am I just going, yeah, but it's pusher? It doesn't yeah. matter if it's fucking pusher. Like, what, what, what are you, what, what excuses, like, like a genre that is like, where they say no homo and like call women a bitch. And then it's like, oh, no, nah, but it's cool though because girls yeah. like it and gays like it. It's like, no, nah, it's not. Because yeah. it's it's like I don't understand. You can you can say something without without saying that. I don't understand when I've I've asked my friends in in, in New York, particularly my friend Jared. I said to him one time because he goes, "Hey man, what are we gonna do tonight? We're gonna get a couple of bitches around." I was like, "Dude, why are you saying bitches, man? Like I don't want to. Why can't you just say woman?" Yeah. And honestly, and this guy's like my dude. He went, "What do you mean, man?" I was like. Like what? Imagine if imagine if this was like thirty years ago, and I'm asking your mum to come round, and I say, "Yeah, that bitch is coming over." What you'd be happy with me referring to your mum like that? And he went, "Dude, I never even I never even thought of it like that, bro." He went, "Shit," because it's it's not. It's just in their language. But like, I listen to old soul and and funk and and stuff that influences all the hip hop, and these guys are not throwing around bad bitch yeah. or like this and that they're it's, talking about the, the, the compliment you can say other things it's sadly a, a slow development isn't it and 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 it, it needs to be spoken about it needs yeah. to be spoken out against there's nothing that kills me more than being midway through hearing a sick sick verse and, it's just and someone drops a fag or, or fag yeah. or whatever else it's like, it's just like it's just man it's so good until then and it's like and it's still again still technically it's unbeatable you know flow wise it's next level but it's that l- l- laziness to throw but it's, it's I just I find it so yeah it, it, yeah lazy is the best term and you know what I've slipped into it when I was a kid especially with the term gay yeah. I'd always oh so gay it's just, but I know I'm definitely not homophobic and a bunch of my friends are yeah. but it just becomes colloquial but it needs to be addressed because every time it is said you know you're putting an energy out there that just isn't yeah. necessary and it's like and there are other there are other ways of 
like I've I've written extensive raps without needing to refer to a woman as as a as a bad bitch or or, or whatever. And yeah. women who identify with it aren't unreason enough. I don't think for a man to go, well, hey, there's loads. Look, there's loads of stuff, especially with hip hop. There's you know there's there's a, there's a yeah, it's 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 a never ending cycle and web. It's also one of the weirdest genres for kind of wanting acceptance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it, I, was, I, was, I was feeling, as, as you were saying that, about not getting respect at certain points because of the kind of rap you made. Because I remember oh, when our yeah. first record came out, and because I come from a spoken word background, but I was into hip-hop before I was into to spoken word. So I've done this, this, uh, this a record we didn't expect anyone to hear, comes out, blah, blah. And on the next two records, I was like, I needed the content to be right, I needed all this, but I was like, I need to have some good flows in there like i need yeah. to prove to people i can rap too do you know what yeah. I mean? and, and that was particularly in touring america and working with people like b dolan and sage francis and people like that and if i guessing on anyone's track it's always like i need the flow to be yeah, off the chart of just to kind of go oh this the poetry dude no, no yeah, it's not it's not just rap. that there's other there's other shit going on but um mm. let's talk about your starting yes. off kind of in brighton then because because brighton had a big had a it had a big rap scene. Mate, it used to have a big. It was the a, biggest a freestyle in scene. It was a real. Yeah. What, again, and people who know you as as a pop guy, yeah, m- might not the, know the, the kind the, of the heritage story. there. So, <laughs> so what was that of, of coming up in oh, the? Oh shit! Um, in the a, rap, scene. it was a, it was an interesting, it's interesting kind of like domino thing, you know. Like I think what what it was was in year in year eight for for a um for a project a music project i don't know i can't remember if we were supposed to make a song or whatever but i nicked the i nicked the el maxi instrumental mm-hmm. it's weird now because it's kind of had a resurgence recently but yeah. dum, 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 and i made this song called the simple beat yeah <laughs> and it was like i can't remember what the lyrics was like not too rough not too neat not too posh but not too street not too quick but it moves the feet it's the simple beat the simple beat <laughs> I remember that? Nice. and i did that off the, I don't know why I made that song. It was really weird. Yeah. I, 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 just, I, I just listened to loads of rap. And then I played it in a lesson and my teacher's like, yo, like, dude, like, this is a vibe. <laughs> and I made a little video on iMovie. It's just when my mum bought her first iMac. And then like, and anyway, so so then I kind of realised I like rap, but I wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I wanted to be a footballer for ages. And, and, and then Brighton hit, but Brighton had this, hip-hop scene man yeah and like had this hip-hop festival and it's happened every year and it was a big event and you had like you know the imagineers and and heinzy heinz who who is a very important part of my career so there's a man called heinzy heinz in brighton who is in my eyes and ears top three best freestylers on the planet and i mean Damn. that because i've watched a lot of freestyle happen yeah and i've never heard anyone be able to freestyle multi-syllabic sentences yeah. like he can do sentences off the top at one point he couldn't even write better than he could freestyle so this yeah. guy's like a little genie it's, it's it's weird how rap battle and, and freestyling works because yeah. in, in the scribble jam days there was people like and it's exactly that there was people like idea and adm yeah who could do exactly that yeah could do do multi it's like rhymes, and they'd lose in the final to someone like a Mac Lethal, for example, who I rate as well. I know yeah, Mac yeah, Lethal's yeah, a good yeah. dude, but he's just got. He's at that point, he was all about the the punchlines. Yeah, and you come in at the fact is, if you've got a crowd and you've got a good punchline, a good this, that's going to get people more hyped. It is funny. Than someone yeah. going would, like being technically amazing, but not having that. But he's a, but he was line. he was. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a wordsmith. He's, yeah. He has some pretty yeah, he has some punches too. But like he. 
I think was, he was working in this vegetarian food restaurant in Brighton called Red Veg. And I went in one day, I think I was having a chat and he overheard me and he said, Oh, if you want, if you're into rap, mate, you should come down to the audio active youth workshops I do yeah. at Brighton Youth Centre. So I was like, all right, fine. Went there and he gave me a beat CD, man. I remember he had like 20 beats on it and I was like, oh, six. I came back and I'd, I'd learned how to do a rhyme scheme. I'd like cut the page in half. I'd written rhyme yeah. and I'd written scheme and then I'd written time and team and vine and stream and all this kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I just yeah. put together this sick rap. And then, um, yeah, I started writing to these beats and, and I think what was mad was like, my mum at that point installed this thing in me when she was like, this is hilarious because it came to bite her on the arse in the end, but she said to me, listen, Jordan, if anyone ever tells you to do something and you don't instinctively want to do it, you don't have to. Yeah. Or if someone tells you what you think, you have the right to question it, right? Yeah. So she used to say this to me as a kid. Of course, fast forward six years and she going, oh, Jordan, when you do the dishes, no. I don't want to. I, don't want to. I <laughs> just don't know what you're talking about. I'd rather rap, <laughs> mum. Um, so, so I started doing this rap, but there were certain scenes, you know? And like, there was a grime scene, funnily enough, you know, especially yeah. in our 20s, it's funny to think, in Brighton. And I remember I used to go down to those sets and they'd be like, you don't want no war, war. And I'd come in like, i leave the boys running like colours in a whitewash. And I'd be like, what are you, are you talking about? As a technical, that is a quite soft. Yeah. You do your washing. Are you talking about washing? Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 I, yeah I'm yeah. sorry. My mum, anyway, don't worry about it. So I'd leave <laughs> that. Go to, and then, uh, and I started, you know, I was doing this, this hip hop, which was, which wasn't perceived as cool, but I was meeting these guys like Professor Elemental, who now does yeah. a, his own character of, you know, a, a drink, he does a rap up tea and John Sept, who used to jump, literally jump out of windows when freestyling just to add to the freestyle, like nice. hang out of a window. <laughs> nice. Like, and then it, like, it was, it was madly exciting. And it was, all, it, was big ending, it was, it was more about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was more about like, it was more about the craft of the writing rather than the culture or the, or yeah. the whatever. Anyway. So then, yeah, that started me on my way, and I used and I, f- I fell in love with a guy called Doctor Syntax, who who yeah. was in a phenomenal. Of course, you know who's a phenomenal rapper. He had this debut album called Self Taught, which was <laughs> a nerdy white guy making hip hop that was incredibly technical and and smart and well delivered. Yeah. And and anyway, and I was just completely captured. And then I listened to the Brighton hip hop compilations. I had Jest on it. Had like um, even a bit uh, under the weather. That was Jest, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they had like. Brain tax and Maestro. Like, there's a bunch of like people who like really influenced how I wrote. Yeah. wrote. And, and at, at that point, Vegas. there was that weird scene of I was going to say of all of of, of syntax of, yeah. of Maestro, Stig of the Dump, Jess, Stig, um, and a, and a few others who were all. Chester P, rap task force were rapping about being poor. So all, what you're saying all the task force stuff, yeah, but they were rapping about. They were rapping and not trying to be American, but they yeah. also weren't grime. And, yeah. and that was the really exciting and interesting yeah. thing. It was the only stuff out there like that. Grime, I think, is hugely important because grime, for me, it's was like the punk, first that really felt British. Yeah, it felt like it punk. had no influence of America. So even with your, your syntax and stuff like that, it felt like their main influences, or I bet well, their favourite rappers were be, Americans. Yeah, hip-hop's always going to be Whereas grime, right? grime seemed to be... My, my favourite rapper is my cousin... Yeah. My mate, my, my mate Baz, to, and, they and all these, monotone. like, it wouldn't be give a shit about yeah. Nas yeah. And, and, and Kane and all true, this kind of thing. True, true. That's a very good point. And my, grime is, in, in, by its very nature, monotonous, which I love, because yeah. that is the reason why I think a lot of British rap's been held back. And that's a lot of the reason why Rizzlekick struggled to go over to America, I think, because they just have a complete disassociation with it, British-wise. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, it, uh, 
so I started working. I mean, I'm just going through the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah go. So then, go, I, go. so then I got I t- got tagged onto the Foreign Beggars, who were wicked, and they were the biggest at the time. They were the yeah. biggest in UK hip hop because they had a song called like Hold On, and and then they just and they supported every big every rap every big came rap act. I saw them the with sickest. idea and abilities with with just any like a, j- a jazz cafe on 93 feet east at that yeah, point in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any rap any indie rap that was going on, right. You see him for So they were just doing well. it. So I, I, by this point, I think what I'd done, I'd met a guy called Tom Caruana, and I'd agreed that with the money I earned from being a, a paper boy, which was shit, um, <laughs> I'd pay for some studio time, like, you yeah. know, on the weekend, and, like, okay. get a couple hours in. So I started rapping with him, and he was helping me develop my style, and then some rappers would be there. I'd meet the other rappers. I'd go to another studio session. I'd jump on a posse cart. I even jumped on a posse cart of Disraeli, actually, when I was nice. when I was 15. And, it, like, that was mad to hit. I found it the other day. Anyway, so so I was doing all that kind of stuff. And then I got home with Sinners, and then I said to Sinners, will you take me to the studio? And he went, yeah, sure. So I went up to his. He used to live in Whitechapel with... with um, with John Wright, who's now actually the head of Sports Banger, who's now rolls with Skepta, funnily enough, like, yeah, or, nice. or at least provides him with clothes. I don't know if yeah, he rolls yeah, with him. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, then there's then an Ebo was living there from Foreign Beggars and, and Stig, I think. And I was 15 and, and I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. And I'd been entering all these competitions online with like the two demos I'd done with Tom Caruana. Yeah. And one of them had given me a little bursary. I think it was like £100 or something. Nice. And I, I, I went to the studio with with Dr Syntax and I I met DJQ who I helped him load all his vinyls into this little studio in Whitechapel and then I met Ghost Towner upstairs and I also met Dag Nabbit now Dag Nabbit is the guy who produced Down With The Trumpets and and this must have been oh wow so this is this this is the guy who gave me the beat but at this time I was just this little kid in the studio and I was like fuck I need to get in here I need to get in here so what do I do so I, I got Pav's um, MySpace and I was like mate I'll make your I said to foreign beggars I'll make all your flyers your MySpaces because I taught myself HTML because I was an only child and partially socially inept well I was actually socially inept <laughs> I didn't know how to have friends at the time but it was good because I could write div layouts yeah, yeah, so, so, right. so I'd like oh mate you know just anything for studio time I'll do it all fine I made their MySpace I made their banners I manned their networks for a bit um, I even set up little things so they'll post their they're, they're like spam people <laughs> dope man and that's stuff a, yeah. a rap apprenticeship I yeah and I it's, said it's an so apprenticeship scheme in here I, I, that's, yeah, it that's was crazy. it was like cleaning boots for, yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah, a footballer. Yeah. So, so then I was like right can I get in with, with Dag and they're like yeah man but you know like the dude sells his beats so I was like right but I just got this little bursary from this website so I literally said to Dag I've got £100 man can I get three beats off you and he's like yeah sure first beat was trumpets I promise you to this day I've not had the other two I want I want to <laughs> I want to get the other two I like you know he owes you two beats but he owes me two beats I paid him in cash in Whitechapel <laughs> obviously he's got publishing on the song but like I went in that day at 15 you know so if anyone if anyone is a little of a non-believer for Rizzo Kicks and wonders why it's such a simple chorus because I wrote it when I was literally a child and wrote the chorus which is, remains intact the verses I've changed when I was a little older but I wrote it there. And then I entered Trumpets into the Underage Music, comp- uh, Youth Music Festival, yeah. and then the Underage Festival. No, Youth Music, which went on to perform at Underage Festival. And I met Harley along the way, got him to re-sing Trumpets, and, and it literally went from there. We, then me and Harley made demos together, now as Rizzle Kicks, with a new version of Trumpets that had already won Most Original Act in some other competition. Yeah. And, and, you know, our biggest gig to that point was playing at, I think, the Brighton College Prom. Um, and, and then, yeah, and then it was on our MySpace for nine months until I met this amazing man called, um, 
called Toby Lockerbie, who was going out with my mate's cousin. And uh, he was a wedding photographer. And he yeah. showed me the video function he'd been playing around with on his Canon 5D. And it was fucking phenomenal. And I went yeah. to him, do you want to make a video? Uh, uh, I'm in this duo Rizzle Kicks. He went, yeah, fuck it, why not? Four hours on a Sunday. and got signed a month later. I love it. It's, it's crazy because, again, you look at... On, on, on the outside, on the surface... You look at, at Rizzle Kick's career and you go, man, that that will happen quick. Yeah, do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's, it's 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 like you you came out of nowhere. Your first tour, you were doing like two nights at Shepherd's Bush Empire, yeah, 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 the first yeah, headline yeah. tour. It's yeah. like, man, that's kind of you've yeah, you've landed on your feet there. And then you realise, no, at fifteen you were hustling, you Mate, were doing I was this, you were, arse off. and the fact that a, a, a trumpets was the one that got you the deal and blew, and blew up first. And then Mama do the hump yeah. went absolutely. N- but that's nuts. Fa- that was Fat Boy Slim. That was the first point. I was going to say it was all Brighton based that as was, well. Which that was, was quite crazy nice. for me because that was in response to Trumpets, and I, 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 I can't explain the feeling when because that actually props to Nick Huggett, our A and R, or he used to be our A and R, but he, he's you know we owe him a lot. Yeah, he did that as a surprise, man. We had a meeting in Brighton. He just and he just said it like, "Oh, you're having a lunch, man." And I swear to God, I'm just having lunch. And fucking Norman Cook walks in. Norman and Cook And I swear is, to God, I was—I almost shit myself. He's a beast for that kind of thing. He's of a legend. Of knowing stuff. Because he, really early on with me and Dan, on, on their sh- a, sh- a shout, in fact, he pushed it and was feeling it and yeah. got me to record the words Fat Boy Slim, Just a Band. And he cut up his oh, video. So his live show, the yeah, two festivals, wicked. main stages, would be doing the Beatles, Just a Band. And then it'd get to Fat Boy Slim and loop, Fat Boy Slim, yeah, Just, just a Band, band. Yeah, Fat brilliant. Boy Slim. And it, it went off and it he's was like, brilliant. man, that's just a dude who just heard a song and liked it. And again, we weren't on a major label. We didn't have this big he's a good push. Person. It's just, he'd heard stuff. Well, was dust, like, is, you know, he's sampled Dust Junkies, isn't he, for... Um, yeah. For that, uh, what's it? What we do with the fat boys, yeah. a bit, and you know, people, no one knows, no one, not enough people know about dust junkies. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but what? But yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a graph. But what, one thing I will say to people, like, which is fair enough, the the difference between our career is that if you look at a career in hip hop, normally when people break in hip hop, there has been some kind of graph, and you can see it. Well, nowadays you can definitely see it because yeah. there's a gr- literally YouTube videos to show their, yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with us, firstly, we were on the cusp of MySpace to YouTube. Yeah. Um, and secondly, we you were li- a lot of YouTube and, and, and blogging stuff. I remember. Yeah, well, back I, in I the used day to have a website called Your Daily Kicks, which is where I, I kind of sold everything off Bandcamp. Yeah. We, had, we had two EPs before we made Trumpets, but yeah. the thing was, we had a little. I, I made a mixtape that got a little bit of a buzz, but it was just quite a dramatic. Yeah. I think what, what's, what is understandable for people is it was quite a dramatic leap. Like, like it was, we had a fan base of maybe 2,000. Yeah, and then Fern Cotton heard Trumpets, put it as record of the week, and I, it lit, figuratively, I remember looking at it and the, the start of July, I think it was in two thousand and ten or eleven. Yeah, we were one hundred and forty-four, and by the end of the month, we'd been top, we'd been eight, number eight for like two weeks, bro. Yeah, and like our whole life, like I can't, I can't explain how mad that and shit is. And stayed in the charts for a while. Yeah, as well, with and, that and like suddenly, lit, like I could have walked the same thing from like my door to the shop every day that month and it would have had a significant difference in how I was received by people yeah because I suddenly go but suddenly people oh, the f- I know that what's that because it's been on anyone's it's been on everyone's fucking screens at gym and shit yeah, you know yeah. number just, eight it, at the it gym went off out of nowhere. but the thing that got me so I want to talk about the whole live experience and things like that because I'd, I'd, I'd heard a lot of 
original kick stuff and I was like this is cool yeah. like, like, like I was into it it's not like I had every record and all the mix but I was like it's I'm just nice this, mate this cool. it's like this a is, smile from it was ex- just a stranger like, it, was, it was like that and then I caught you I think at a, f- a festival I think it was and I was like I get it I get <laughs> it because you guys just are having so much yeah, f- fun, fun up there and then I hear every track and I get that the thing true uh, there's a disconnection uh, with that a lot of my fan base uh always shocked that I'm a big fan of Lil Wayne and the thing that I love about Lil Wayne is the fact he sounds so relaxed mm. on every track and that blows my mind okay. it's like he could rap forever and like it would do the most it, he feels I've never heard someone sound so at home on, on a mic and in the booth and that's okay. what excites me that's and that was the thing that I then got from you guys was the the enjoyment it's like these guys are having the fucking time of their lives and yeah. I, I always remember when people started to, to, to turn on Dizzy as he got really big and pop. And I was like, he made a few songs. I weren't feeling that much. Yeah. But dear Lord, was he enjoying doing it. Yeah, man, he made some so I'm, shit. I ain't, ain't going to be dizzy. mad about that. He's having, he's having fun it's doing it. Dizzy, he's not, it's, it, that was the thing, I guess. The same with you guys. I guess what I'm stumbling over trying to get across is the fact is you'll see some things in pop where it feels like they're doing it against their will. They're making exactly something because they know it'll sell. Exactly they're going it. home and being ashamed of it. It didn't, feel like that with you guys it felt like you guys were going wicked look at these people are listening to our music how mental is that let's do a festival god there's tens of thousands of people going nuts for us this is fucking great no you're right it didn't feel as if it was a oh we've got to churn through this because that's what pays the bills do you know what i mean and that's and dizzy is a fantastic example of that because you know dizzy and another little bit of jordan's trivia is um I mean, Dizzy, to many people my age, was a huge influence and he was a lot of the reason why I wanted to rap, even though you'd never be able to draw really a correlation between the two of us. Well, maybe, but like, he... My mum was actually au pairing for a, an, a, an author called William Shaw, who was a journalist at the time for a reputable magazine. And um, he was one of the first guys to really cover what happened to Dizzy in Ibiza when he got stabbed. Right, well, not yeah, Ibiza, yeah, yeah. Um, Malia, wherever. Yeah. And, he, and I told him I was a fan of Dizzy and Dizzy wrote me a... A message on a piece of paper when I was 14, which went, um, you do you and let the world watch. I remember Dizzy. And I remember I then supported him in I'd be for rocks. Dope, man. I was going to say, and I you shuffled guys over to him, Dizzy yeah. in the streets yeah. and a few others at that point. Was I remember big. I shuffled over to him in the canteen. He was like, mate, um, I just want to say, you wrote me a letter actually when I was a little kid. And I, uh, <laughs> he's looked at me like, oh, I think he, he got he got it. I mean, I'm, I'm powers Dizzy now. Like, yeah. Was, but yeah, but he's an interesting example, man, because I'll say this to Dizzy. I, I, is that like the moment where it started to get weird was when you could tell he was upset yeah i think that that was when that was when it got like oh man no because when he did the calvin tune it was like you know he's living like you know that whole was it tongue-in-cheek album yeah with four number ones like he's living life there's nothing and anyone that complains about when dizzy went pop i would put his opening verse on bonkers against any verse he's ever written yeah it's Brilliant. like that's some of his best r- yeah. r- rhyming and rapping he's ever done. So it's yeah. like, you can moan all you like that it's gone pop. It's like, that's a nasty... But every like, line in that is a banger. Yeah. But yeah, no, of course, he... he, he yeah, but, it, and then, but he did, you know, I remember on his album The Fifth, I think that's when he really started to get naturally, being yeah. the creative and, uh, you know, that he is, he started to have a conflict, you know, he started to conflict yeah. and that's when, he, that's when he had an outburst of, um, you know, he accused Radio 1 of being racist and, and yeah. all kinds of shit and it was kind of like... 
But but you know it's a time now for Dizzy to come back. I know he's dropped that tune with Calvin 100%. and Grime. You know he is he is one of the forerunners of the genre. So it's time for him to start fucking spitting, bro. It's, and, it's, and getting it's, his... it's it, like you can you can pick so, so many rappers to compare it to, and Eminem's an easy one yeah. for America, where it was so rough, so raw. Then it went so pop, yeah. and it kind of felt that he wasn't yeah. feeling it. And then again, he'll come back with a certain track, 100%. and it'll be man, this dude's. You Still remember why he got to where he was so um so it it all blew up like how did you and 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 harley meet gunning how how was that how did that all come about and harley and i was it was a thing of like we actually knew each other t- weirdly since we were kids because my my um my auntie used to have a stepdad at a, a record label called Ryko, which was um a lot of world music so we used to go to womad a lot you know yeah. festival womad yeah, yeah, yeah. um which is cool like i was a big fan of like asian um dub foundation growing up and stuff yeah. and um actually weirdly i Anyway, uh, but yeah, um, so we kind of knew each other through that, but moved to Brighton at the same time, went to different schools, though. Um, by about year 11, most of my school either thought I was weird or I'd pissed off. So I kind of tried to be friends with people in Harley school. Yeah. Um, and Harley was in that. And um, so I was kind of pals with him and, and we realised we both wanted to go to Brit school, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. Harley went to do theatre and I went to do media because I wanted to be a writer director actually yeah um because my granddad uh is john bolting who directed brighton rock oh, and um, the original and, and like uh, for, so through my Amazing. upbringing i've seen yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, old yeah. school shit and and went to like a lot of commemorations and stuff at bafta which is wicked not bafta yeah. bfi yeah um so anyway so i'm into that shit um yeah and then so i was just at college with him mate really and and you know i, I listened to a song by the clicked. well i listened to a song by the flowbots uh yeah. called same thing and there's a lyric where like the singer sings the end of his rapper's line and I was like oh dude I want that shit so I just and then obviously Mike Skinny used to do that a lot with that um, Leo the Lion and the other guy so I just asked Harley if he'd do it on one song and I played the song to my mates and they were like oh this is good and like with intonation on the this like as if I'd been kind of doing shit stuff before finally (laughs) this is good and I was like thanks mate Uh, well Harley I think we'll do it properly but again I jump about a lot of these but but w- w- with that family history, yeah. how's it been to then get into in, in, into acting a bit and, oh, yeah, and all acting, that? Because yeah. at the same time, both of you did. I remember I thought Harley was gr- great in Governors. Ooh, I, I didn't very good. I didn't that. know how he'd be. Again, not a, no offence to either of you, but I saw Mate, you all as very positive, uplifting, smiley guys. Yeah. That it was then it was like man, he was dark and moody. Yeah. But, but you were around the same time did that series Murder on the mystery, E4. Glue, yeah. Glue. Um, and, yeah, me up, and then the thing that excited me, man, was I, it was a tiny role, I know, but I spotted you in, 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 in Last Panthers. Oh, I, my which, God. But that was a hell of a series. Again, I know it was a small role, but the cast was ridiculous. Yeah, dude, the series was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, that how was, that been? What's the time <laughs> the last Panthers thing was... was I, I think mean, I messaged you about it. Or I'll tell you, I was like, I've did, got... Did I'll, I just see you? I rewound. I was like, yeah. I swear. Well, funnily <laughs> enough, the reason I did that is because the writer of Glue wrote those episodes of Last right. Panthers. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. he just kind of went like, do you want to do you want to do it? Anyway, yeah. I'll, get into, I'll get into what happened when I was away there because I think that's a funny story because I actually lost my mind. But um, Harley is an amazing actor, right? Yeah. He's really good. And he did theatre school and my dream was always to write and direct the film he'd be in. Um, oh, wicked. So that, that was always it. Like music, my mum wrote a lot when I was, she, had, she made music and wrote lyrics when I was a kid. So I was always going to end up being a musician. My dad is a very accomplished musician um, yeah. and is in the Rizzle Kicks live band and is writes in Wildhood with me and Tommy. Um, so, 
So yes, but but film, yeah, film's always been there. I don't know. It's like I just, I'm still working on it. I've I've recently written a. I've got a series I'm working on with Big Talk Productions about about. Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't say. Oh yeah, it's about Milkman. It's great. Uh, but like, um, I, I want to. Big Talk are great. Yeah, as well for bringing the best out of of new talent and and new yeah. It's just, and- I just wanted to get something going. It's a little half hour comedy about Milkman, but it, but yeah. So but with acting, I just if I want, if I'm being honest with you, mate, like. I didn't. I don't know what's going on. I yeah. honestly have no idea. I like. I felt really weird telling Harley I got that role in Glue because he's a really good actor, and it wasn't yeah. like he went up for it or anything. But like, and he's not like, and he he's over the moon for me. Like Harley yeah. tells me I'm a great actor all the time, but like, I, it the the it's a it's a fucking terrifying industry, man. And that, and you've experienced it's, this it's, now, and it's it's, 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 it's and very it's, it's very temperamental, and I'm not. I'm not sure I enjoy it. <laughs> trying out. I, I remember I, I did the Bastards Executioner and that was, and Ed Sheeran was in it. Who, I, saw, again, wait, I just watched that today because I'm working friends. with Francis. I've still not watched any of it yet. It's not right. been on over here. I've not seen any of it. I need to, to see it. Because you work with Michael Francis? Maybe. Like bearded. What, it was yeah, the, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, with, yeah, I'm working lovely. with him now at the moment. Yeah, yeah he's great. I love that dude. Um, but yeah, it was interesting on, after Ed's first day, he was all excited. Then talking to him afterwards, he was exactly like you there. He was like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of, do you know what I mean? Because again, it is... He has, a, he has an acting background as well. It's taking right. yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Do you know what I mean? When you're... when you, But again, I think it's important. And yeah. not saying that you must persist and acting is your own, but it's important to take yourself out of your comfort zone every now and then. Because the fact is, <clears throat> you've smashed it in, in one area and can continue to do so. Yeah. So it's kind of cool it to is, push these things. It and is, yeah. Just to clarify on Ed, by the end of it, he loved it and he smashed it. But just on that first day, he struggled a bit. No, I and I don't think he'll, he'll, be, he'll be annoyed with me for saying it. On that first day, he was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. This is no, this is course. tougher than I thought. He thought he could walk in. And the fact is, he's just walked in and played three nights at Wembley with an acoustic guitar. So yeah. he's going to be on the level where you're going to think you can walk into anything and do it. Because, yeah, damn, you're smashing it. And I think it was int- probably an interesting experience for him to have that kind of, whoa, that was... That wasn't easy. And by yeah. the end, as I said, he was comfortable and smashing it. And It was like, I think it was weird. It's a weird one <clears throat> because with what happened with Glue was basically um, I had said we'd been given agents on the basis of wrist kicks because, you know, you never, yeah. you know, and Harley wanted to act. But I had actually sat with my agent and went, you know what? Don't worry about me. Like, Chill. like just, just, <laughs> do, just do your thing. I'm going to write. I'm not into acting. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, I got this email who had come through my... Ma- my manager, my music manager, right. because what had happened was they're trying to cast this character and Jack Thorne, who wrote Glue, is a genius. Yeah. Uh, his wife, it, it, she used to manage, or still does manage, Midnight Beast. Yeah. yeah right, yeah, so yeah. like, so she had seen, you know, Rizzle Kicks and she went, you know, look, I know you guys are struggling to cast that Rob, so why don't you just audition that Malfi one? Like, <laughs> so I get this email through <laughs> and, it, and it's gone like, look, Jordan, I know, but this looks pretty good and I read the script and it was like, oh fuck, this is actually really good. Yeah. So I just kind of turned up to the audition and I did, clearly didn't know any of the etiquette because Des Hamilton looked absolutely baffled by even my sheer presence because oh, I kind really? of like stormed in, offered to get naked because it said it in the script, it, or, or at least down to my boxes. And he was like, no, please, please keep your clothes on and just say the lines. And then, um, and then yeah, and then I got grueled, man. Like a lot, I know now that a lot of the car- people got cast um, based on previous jobs, or like they they w- were known yeah. to them, or did one audition and got it. And I was auditioning maybe five times, or maybe six times, because well, it well, wasn't. Chris Hamilton's 
like cast some amazing yeah. stuff though. He's a it was hard in that industry and things. So yeah, get, but again, I was put through my paces basically before before I got the role. It was like it wasn't a thing of like oh let's you, let's bounce off Rizzle kicks. It's, it's it, it thing, was like you need to be able to. It's, act. it's a thing that I think is essential, and I think it's a good thing. Is the fact is your career in music and Rizzle kicks will get you in the door. Yeah, you'll get the gig if you're good enough. Which yeah. you did. Yeah, they will yeah, call yeah. you. They're not just going to go. Can't just walk in. Just sling him in. They're going to go. Uh, let's check this. All right. Let's check this again. Yeah. Let's check. And I think that's a good thing. I it think was. it's great it was that you can open doors because it's opportunities. But then the fact is, if you hadn't got it, yeah, you could then go. Either I didn't want that anywhere. I didn't like it. Or you could go. I didn't think I wanted that, but yeah. I'm really annoyed I haven't got this now. Yeah, and true. it'll make you hungry for it. Do you know what I mean? Well, so this is the. But this is the predicament I'm in now. This is the thing I'm in now. Is like now I feel. I felt like so rude to like all these guys coming out of drama school and, and like genuine actors who have been working. I've got a bunch of mates who are living off nothing who are sick actors, yeah. right? And I'm going like, mate, I'm so sorry that I've been given this opportunity, but I'm not sorry for the fact that I grasped it, you know, that I'm natural with, with the, the style I do or whatever. But now I'm, now I'm pissed off script that I'm not getting these other parts because I, I'm, 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 I'm riding a wave now. People are like, right. soy and glue. I'm not getting some of these parts now, and I'm like pissed off about it. It's it's a weird world, and it's 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 grounding yourself on it because I'm on it at the moment. I was, I was speaking uh, uh, last night to Stephen Graham, who I've yeah. just done a TV oh, series. I who I think he's amazing. He's a, a a really good mate, and he was asking how it's going, and he reminded me. He said, "Remember, your first acting gig was just over a year ago, yeah. and it happens in that one year. I've done a Guy Ritchie film that comes out next year, amazing. a Kurt Sutter TV series, and." this new one with the BBC that's with Tom Hardy and Stephen Graham and Ridley Scott producing it. And Stephen Knight, who's one, yeah, Stephen Knight yeah. was one of my favourite writers. He wrote Peaky Blinders and, and Locke and loads of other I mean, things. I met Una's in that, actually, too. Yeah, it? oh, it's, it's, it's like, it's yeah, that's some amazing, amazing that people that. in it. And that was the thing that's, that, that Steve said was, you might have a bit of time where you don't get any gigs now. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And, and again, it's a similar thing. It's like, you've already had a hell of a career in acting. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm certain there's more ahead, but you have to keep that in your mind. It's like, oh, mate, what you're meant to be used to is, I think it's something like 70% of auditions. You, you oh, dude, I've, I've lived, I, I, I it's lived what it's meant to be. This, and yes. again, I had that, the first three I went for, I got. So, so the, then the next couple I went for that I didn't get, which were some films I would have killed to be in. Yeah. As soon as I got to audition, I was like, can't wait to get my start date. Yeah. And then I never hear anything. And it's like, Fuck you. All oh, right, that's how this works, is it? And again, it is, that is Man, how I've it works. Rung, the, the mad thing is, though, I've like, I didn't know the rule, apparently didn't know the rules to recently. Okay. Like, I've rung people, man. I've, rung, I've been like, yo, just give me a reason. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly think there's, there's no real rules. No, I, I know, think I know, as long as you're polite, just yeah, get in yeah, there. Because again, I think half the gigs I've got so far, it's been because I've not known the rules. Yeah. It's because, like that, that guy Richie one, I didn't, and it's the first thing I'd ever gone in for an audition for yeah. I didn't hear back and I didn't have an agent or anything and I slung him an email a little bit later saying I know I meant to just wait but I just wanted to yeah. check and see what's going on and he was I, like, I wrote a complimentary email because yeah, again he was another guy who'd cast tons of things I love I was like I dig what you do Yeah, if I'm not right it's cool but I just wanted to say you know yeah, I want to know first time. and it went down well because of it was that but it was because it was polite and humble it was like dude yeah. <laughs> I've not heard anything Am I going to? And he was instantly like, actually, yeah, bang. Yeah. Let's, let's do no, it. Let's do it, you know, so. Is it, I think what, what I've come to the conclusion of is like, the one thing that frustrates me about acting is, is with music, 
I, like I say, a lot of my life's reactionary. And with music, it's like if I feel that someone's got me wrong in a certain way or I haven't, I haven't said something correctly or I'm upset with something in my life or et cetera, et cetera, reason people write things um, is I can just do it. Yeah. I can just go and do it. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm like, ring my mate. Yo, Ben, you in the studio, bro? All right, cool. Tommy, dad, assemble. I need to write something about this narcissist I just Instant met. Do you know what I mean? Acting, but with acting, yeah. it's like, with acting, it's like, oh, what? I can't be... I can't be that bad boy character I wanted to be in that audition. I'll just wait until someone else writes. No, I can't do that. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write my own parts, man. Like that's, no, that's good. That's, Again, that's, that's a good thing. And it's, it's good mo- mo- a motivation. I had one, I had one recently auditioned for a, another BBC thing and I loved it. And yeah. I really felt I smashed it. And the casting director was like, I love oh, this. So it was all fun. over it. And then they were like, oh, they went with like, a 57 year old dude or something like that. And it's like, there's part of me that's like, well, I couldn't have offered, I can't offer you 57 year old man. So so there's part of that. It's like, well, cool. But there was the other part. I was like, man, I'd really start in my head. I'd started to know that character. And it was like, yeah, fuck, like I want to be that character in something else now. Cause I, because I know that. Um, we've gone over the hour mark. Oh shit. So let's start to talk about what's ahead. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Obviously you've just come back with new, uh, original kicks track yeah. but also you're doing the wildhood stuff um mm. harley's doing his is J- jimmy, charles charles moody. Moody, jimmy charles moody which yeah. again is beastly Wicked. it's nuts it wasn't until i was Very really looking at it last night that i realized the first thing i ever heard of it is now all over adverts yeah and shit. It's like, I'd, I'd heard it at the time thought this is cool and then i've heard a few a few other bits yeah, and man. didn't realize until i went back that that's blown up yeah so man, that's, that's, that's really popping and again it's funny because as you said he's he's a it, it it shows the great acting side of him, if you know what I mean, because yeah. it is a character and it is a, a very specific vibe, a very specific feel stylistically and all that. It's yeah. it's interesting anyway. But we're here to talk about you. If Harley wants to come on, he can come on. It's mad that it's mad that I, I didn't, <laughs> that didn't even feel like an hour. I feel like I might. Thank you. If anyone's managed to listen to this point, thank you. It because flies by, man. They fly. by. It does I fly by. You know, I don't want to talk about ADHD and all sorts, but um, but we've got time. No, 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 if you no, want to talk about fine. anything you want, let's go in. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's fine. I'm in no I, I, rush, son. I paid for three hours parking. So. <laughs> Fear not. No, no, ADHD thing's fine. I, I mean, I, that, I, I'm sure we'll, I'll go on. I, I want to offer that um, this Modu alert stuff to your other podcast to the yeah. um, to say yes to drugs. Um, it's fascinating that because because you again we don't need to go into it in huge yeah. detail. But you were saying about um, a, a Modu alert that's kind of a yeah a, a, it's for narcolepsy a, a, a controller yeah for narcolepsy yeah. which then can I could, help ADHD it, it helps ADHD because the idea of ADHD which is written is that you're given such a boost of something that your body doubles back like and just yeah. goes oh I'm gonna chill out for a bit um, yeah. so that's it yeah it's, it's interesting the, the, it's a mad the, science the way all these things work that it's not always again it's things like I, I get mad about I'm, I'm enjoying l- learning a lot about nutrition and that at the moment and it it, bl- it blows you away to learn how the body is reactive so the oh, thought mate. of AD, of speeding up someone slow ADHD down. is a way to slow them down and it's similar with a nutrition a lot of people will try and lose weight and they'll starve themselves and the fact is that's one of the, the worst, worst ways, ways to lose weight, weight because yeah. your body panics and goes Stores I'm not getting anything so I'll, I'll hold on to the yeah. fact yeah <laughs> so it's mental how you just lose muscle yeah the logic of it is oh I'll starve myself it's like no, that might make you fat. It won't make you lose weight. It might make you. you, you It'll just make weight. you so, unhealthy, screw. That's the exactly. thing. It just you know you won't be able to do it's, shit. It's fascinating that, as I said, things like that 
we have ADHD instead of going, let's give them this that will make them more chilled. It's like, no, we need to fucking burst the system. <laughs> we need to overpower it so they essentially reboot. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah. Um, so what's ahead? What's ahead? Uh, what's what's ahead? going on? Is it a full, a new, is, 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 is Rizzle Kicks becoming the focus again? Um, interesting. I, I'm not sure, I've, but but there's definitely another Rizzle Kicks album coming. There's definitely another Rizzle Kicks tour coming in the winter. Because, um, be, because a new single seems to have gone down a treat and seems to be a click yeah. just straight back We're in. We're just going, just, what I've realised is, you know, we had our we have a lane that hasn't really been occupied since we've gone, being yeah. like a couple of happy kids rapping. So we're, yeah. we're doing that, and yeah, and and that's and that's I'm 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 trying to have it live alongside Wildhood, being their there's such dramatically different worlds, um, and same with Harley and Moody. Uh, so, so yeah, more music, and you know, I'm just trying to focus on on outputting creativity and i've been working with a with an amazing charity called key for life as well i've been going into prisons and talking about creative writing and um, amazing and i've been like feeding my soul on the the brighton of uh, the london spoken word scene um yeah. and just going to a lot of nights going to you know um tung fu and and, and bangs the gun and uh, yeah. i did a roundhouse did a, did a couple I of poetry of takeaways I love, I love um bang said the gun yeah. I, I love all the ones you listed there but bang bang was the first one i went to and i was like Oh, this is different. Yeah, it's this great. Is a different it's great thing, man. And poetry takeaway is brilliant as well, which um, which is because you know people are just sit, sit in front of you, tell you what they want to write a poem about, and you you give it to them. I love that. Yeah. I did that the other night actually. Um, it's it's a fascinating thing because it's a different form of of writing, it's different form of freestyle. Having, weirdly, that that having a mandate yeah. can 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 spawn completely different things. I remember on one of the the first podcasts we did, I had DJ a Yoda on and he was saying he could be working on a record and be stuck for months and months and then a magazine will say oh we need an hour long like Halloween mix yeah. like done I could do yeah. that in an hour because it's that thing of it's not just saying create something it's saying yeah. create something within these boundaries yeah, 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 and this specific yeah, it's thing fun. and it's fun. Of, it's good to have a brief. nice way to write yeah um, but, that, but yeah I don't know like that's good though because you've dipped in and out of the spoken word scene. I just as well. try and do like it whenever I can. Yeah, I try and do it whenever whenever I can because um, it is the it's the it's the world that I I learn from. You know, I've got a lot to learn, and as everyone does, and yeah. I just want to ensure that in the next year or two, you know, I'm, I make sure that I'm I'm feeding parts of my mind that I've I've I'm a comfort you know that make me comfortable. So like yeah. going to poetry, I I, I can listen to poems and be like oh my god and then walk away and, and want to write you know yeah, yeah. so I just want to be in environments where I feel like I want to write or I've learned or like I'm uh, you know my palms are open you know like kind of like that uh, so so I'm just going to make sure that I can get myself in those arenas and yeah. um that's dope I mean so as we sped and also through gonna, that a bit for anyone listening I just want to give clear the ones we've recommended there are Tung Fu which is an amazing night yeah um Bang said the gun, yeah, um, and the poetry takeaway, the, the poetry takeaway, which, is moving, which moving. goes in loads of yeah. different places. Been on, yeah, it, it, it moves about. And the point of that is, anyone can turn up and commission a poem in yeah, that yeah, moment yeah, from yeah. great poets like uh, Tim Clare and C, as you, as you said, Cecilia Nap, Nap yeah, yeah. and and Jordan and and all these other people that you can just go there and go, here you go, here's yeah. here's what I want, and it's you, great, yeah, it's great. And then I, I will quickly say though, in terms of future plans, I also do plan to. Um, to ruin Christmas this year as well, so right, excellent. I just, I just put that. It's mysterious. I'm just going to ruin. It. It. No, I just thought, why not? Just ruin it. Just 
Just get in there and make it awful. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm up for this. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's been Cheers, an absolute group. pleasure. Where's the best place for people to keep up with everything? Because just uh, yeah. just because of all the split, the split oh. avenues, and is it all separate pages? Essentially, is is what I'm asking. Is Wildhood information in one place and Rizzle kicks yeah, a little bit, in a little bit. Place? But I mean, my 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 Instagram at Jordan's Wave, yeah, seems to be a quite a good hub. Um, but on Twitter. Wildhood is at Wildhood I Stories. I f- follow you on Instagram. I need to up my game. You should I do. That. I will. I, I will. would love people. Look, Rizzle Kicks has a following. Yeah, I will say on the podcast. I wouldn't mind if you can go on Twitter and follow Wildhood Stories because if you're bored for like ten minutes, then I've probably done about thirty-five tweets to forty tweets at one point where I literally had no followers. I was just tweeting yeah. to no one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're insane. So if you want to see into the mind of it's like Wildhood Stories, a mildly the- Wildhood Stories, yeah. yeah. If you want to see into the mind of, you know, a mildly manic pop star who's now making less poppy music, then, then yeah, at, at Wild It's Story. beautiful because that, 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 that feels to me that that's the profile of a successful pop star tweeting the stuff they aren't allowed to tweet <laughs> from their official successful pop star. Yeah. So, you know, it's the, the reins are taken off. Yeah, so, so. P- potentially. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure. Big up. There we go. That was Jordan. And yeah, I loved that chat. He's such a cool dude. It was really nice to meet his old man as well. His old man was in, in when I got there and he's got one of the coolest dads I've ever, I've ever met. As he touched upon, his dad plays in his band and is in is a big influence on him musically and is in a, a lot of his live stuff. So yeah, that was cool. Anything else I need to, to, to tell you about? I, I plugged the hell out of the book tour, so you, you, you're probably done with that f- f- for the moment. Um, yeah, just tune in next week for our special episode with Tom Coles, uh, breaking down um, music videos. I think we go through introduction, let them come, the struggle, um, so all the all the, the the solo stuff, some of the mini viral type things, the the Giacomo Brown stuff and just all sorts of bits and then some spoken word ones we did that are kind of lesser known and then in a future one we're going to get through uh stunner and you will see me and all these so yeah tune into that next week until then i will see you soon thank you for tuning in guys ta-ta